From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it? Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. The gang is all here. We hope this finds you well here on this Wednesday. John DeShazer, Sean Kelly, uh, producer Dan, the Black and Blue Orchestra with D-Dub. The whole gang is uh, ready to go. Hump day. Uh, oh. Reminds me of the commercial on TV right now. With the, yes, the, the camel. I, I guess that's a Geico commercial. John, that's got to be the best commercial on TV right now. I love it, man. What day is it? Hump day. Whoop, whoop. So, yeah, I like it. Geico's got some great commercials, man. they yeah. got some great commercials coming out. That one's got to be that one's gotta be the tops. Hey, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, we're uh, kind of plotting now through the first full week of Saints training camp. It's been hot the last couple of days. Uh, today, no different. And so we'll have a full report on uh, practice uh, today uh, as we wrap up the show later on. But uh, the meat of the show today is Dennis Lasha, who is the president of the New Orleans Saints and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans, uh, J.D., are going to unveil their new uniforms tomorrow at the new practice facility. We'll get Dennis's thoughts on that and another of other topics, including some Saints items of note. Uh, but, you know, for you as, you, as you think about what we're going to see tomorrow with regard to the uniforms, is there anything that you're looking for or maybe better yet, hoping not to see in those new uniforms? Well, I just want to see a predominance of blue, and anybody know, who knows anything about me knows I'm a, a blue favor. Uh, you know, <laughs> I love dark colors. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I think whatever they put together, obviously, is going to be nice. I'll, I'll be interested to see what Mardi Gras uniforms they come up with, because uh, generally this franchise has had some Mardi Gras uniforms. But, you know, as long as it's blue-based, I'm okay with it, man. I'll be curious to see if pinstripes are involved. You know, pinstripes have been a staple of the Hornets uniforms, over a long period of time. Now, I'm, I'm okay if they're not there, but, you know, that, that'd be a kind of a drastic change. Well, you know, we could get some, some designers to get it. Hopefully we got a, a, a hot designer to come in. Maybe, you know, somebody who's in Paris doing a little something for us on these uniforms and, uh, and uh, maybe make them a little fashionable, uh, a little fan-friendly, and we'll see them all over the place. All right, Dennis is going to give us, uh, Dennis Losh is going to give us some uh, tips or hints, rather, on what we may see tomorrow. I have not seen them yet, so I will be as surprised as you are. And uh, don't forget tomorrow, uh, with regard to that uniform unveiling on the Pelicans.com side, you're going to get a live stream of that event. So there won't be a black and blue report on Pelicans.com. It'll be the uniform unveiling. There will be a black and blue report on the New Orleans Saints.com side. Uh, so keep that in mind. Bill Polian, oh, go ahead, John. No, no pleats and cuffs. How about that? No, let's stay away from that. You know, that's the thing. Alexander Julian, a famous fashion designer, who designed the original Hornets uniforms back in the uh, late 80s, and he brought pleats to those uniforms back in the day. They didn't stick around for very long. Bill Polian was here this week. The longtime NFL executive attended Saints camp, I guess it was on Monday. He was here in a serious um, satellite radio capacity. We got the chance to visit with him. Some of you may have seen it already on NewOrleansSaints.com, but we're going to play you that interview today on the Black and Blue Report. So Dennis Lasha um, and Bill Polian, our featured guests today, and of course we'll wrap up the day on the practice field a bit later in the show. 
defense for the Saints has been a you know obviously a, a big topic of ours and for most uh, covering Saints training camp. Uh, Jonathan Vilma spoke more about it yesterday. Really, the kind of the quarterback of that defense, the captain. And uh, Vilma says that things have been going well, but certainly there is some still adjusting going on too. It's an adjustment period right now for everyone. So um, whether it be in the, in the pass rushing or the pass dropping or, or run, def- run defense, the fits, it's all an adjustment right now. And um, fortunately, this is what we have the time right now to get it corrected, get everyone comfortable to, uh, to their strengths and to some of the things that they may not be as comfortable with. So Vilma John's been working with a kind of a beat-up linebacker core right now. But yet, you know, I, I see good things. I, I like what I see so far out of the uh, Saints defense and maybe more so from the young guys. Well, you know what I like to see the most is these guys look ticked off. Um, they look aggressive, and they look like they want to arrive at the football with speed and with bad intentions. And that's what you like to see out of any defense, but I don't know if necessarily we saw enough of that out of the Saints last season. But these guys right now have been extremely – a lot more physical than the offense. I mean, they've been taking it to the offense, and you want to see that attitude carry over. Obviously, didn't have a banner year last year, allowed more than 7,000 yards in the NFL record. So you want to see this defense be more aggressive in terms of getting to the football and maybe creating some takeaways. And so far in training camp, that's exactly what they look like they want to be. Unfortunately for Vilma, he's linked to the next guy we're going to talk about, and that's Mark Ingram. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ingram hit Jonathan Vilma so hard early in the week, he busted Vilma's nose. So uh, I'm sure there's some good-natured ribbing going on in the locker room uh, between those two units right now. Ingram, though, is a guy that we talked about at the start of training camp, that he looked different, um, more chiseled, and, and ready to maybe take on the mantle of being the feature back for the New Orleans Saints offense. Well, he's, he's healthy for the first time, and, and now he's going to have a heavier workload. With Chris Ivory traded to the Jets, he's going to have an opportunity to shine. Now, in a Sean Payton offense, does that mean 330 carries? Probably not. But he's got to make the most of his opportunities. He won't be just a short yardage back, which is what he'd been in the first couple of seasons. So hopefully he'll be a more versatile back. Now, of course, you've got Pierre Thomas and Darren Sproles to spread the, spread the wealth with him. But he'll be on the field a little bit more, and I think he'll be able to handle a heavier workload. We talked to Mark Ingram, I guess it was yesterday, and uh, yes, health was on his mind. He talked about finally being healthy heading into this season. Yeah, just the fact that, you know, I had a healthy offseason. I had, you know, I was able to participate in OTAs and mini camps and all the offseason workouts and not have to worry about rehabbing an injury or um, letting up a little bit because of an injury. Just um, gave me a chance to train real hard before coming into camp and coming into camp in good shape. So um, just the fact that I'm out here and I'm healthy and I don't have to worry about any injuries or taking care of any injuries, you know, that has a lot to do with it. All right, so we'll give you a report on how Ingram and the uh, Bless You Boys handle today's heat and whatnot a little bit later in the show. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll start our visit up with Dennis Lawship. It's a two-segment interview that uh, covers a, a wide variety of topics, but maybe most notably and off the top, talk of the new Pelicans uniform being unveiled tomorrow at the new practice facility, which we'll talk about as well. John DeShazer back with us later on in the program. Stay with us, won't you, as the Black and Blue Report continues after this. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? 
or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an Auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Eric, General Manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Cane's is fans' best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. A new era in basketball is here as your Pelicans take flight for the 2013-14 season. By adding all-star Drew Holiday and Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans to a young and hungry roster, your Pelicans are going to be one of the NBA's most exciting teams. So jump on board now. Over 80% of our seat prices have been reduced. And with all the great benefits of being a season ticket holder, you don't want to miss out. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get in on the action today. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, and uh, it's time to uh, to visit with the guy, the team president, not only for the New Orleans Saints, but for the New Orleans Pelicans as well, and that's Dennis Lasha. And, and we've got some big things going on, not of course, not only of course with football, but tomorrow a big event with the Pelicans. And I know that's been a summer of big news with regard to the Pelicans, but I'm sure glad you were able to stop by today and and share with us, uh, share with us about kind of a big announcement tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's a really exciting day for the team with. Uh, it's the first day that our fans get to see the brand new uniforms, and uh, there's been a lot of work going into the design. Um, both the NBA, our internal folks, and the folks over at Adidas have really done a good job designing the jersey, and it's certainly going to be um, something that I think everyone can be real proud of. I think that folks have been very patient with you. I know they've wanted to see this this uniform for quite some time, but. Gosh, in pro sports, is there anything more synonymous with a team or a city than the uniform itself? No, no, there's not. And uh, I'm glad everyone's been patient to see it. Uh, like I said, uh, it takes a lot of work to get a, a uniform uh, put together. And, uh, and everyone's been working real diligently. And, uh, you know, it's a great time of the year. You know, uh, the basketball team um, is, uh, is off right now. And uh, it's, a great, it's a great time to unveil it. I know it's radio, so it's really hard to kind of preview what they're going to see tomorrow. But is there any is there any characteristic or detail of that uniform that you're able to share with our fans here a day before? Yeah, there's one or two that comes to mind. Uh, the uh, the the one that we we very proud of is the uh, New Orleans uh, name across our jersey across our chest. Um, you know, this team means so much to the community, and uh, it's important to us that we we have that name. Uh, you know, really visible. Uh, on our team, on our team jersey. So we're, we're excited about that, and that, that's one. And the other one, um, a bit of a tease here, for the first time you're going to see the team ligature. <clears throat> and uh, that's going to be a new logo that our fans will get to see. It's, uh, it's going to be um, displayed tomorrow, and uh, it's a really neat, clean um, um, symbol um, of our city. And I uh, can't wait to see it uh, on hats around city in the next couple of uh, months or year or so. The event tomorrow is going to start shortly after 1 o'clock. It will be streamed live, live on pelicans.com. 
Uh, Dennis, the other part of the big fun tomorrow is that the event itself is going to be in the new basketball facility here on Airline Drive. And uh, from what I've seen so far, it is outstanding. Yeah, we're real, really proud of that. Tomorrow, uh, our fans will get to see for the first time, really the unveiling of the floor in our practice facility. And although it's not complete, and although tomorrow won't be, the, we won't be cutting the ribbon on the practice facility, it will be the first time that we're using it for our first official event. Um, we're gonna have um, <clears throat> the floor open, we have players uh, out there, and uh, we can't wait to see um, what our fans' reaction is to the floor in our practice facility. Before we move on to the Saints, I did want to ask you about kind of this dynamic revamping of the Pelicans roster this summer. It sure seems like a very concerted effort to take a rather large step in the progression that Dell Demps and others have been talking about. Yeah, we can't be more proud of the team that we're assembled. We're proud of uh, what Dell Demps has, has done, very proud of what Mickey Loomis has done. You know, when Mr. Benson bought the team, he made a, um, you know, he made a promise, a promise to the fans that we were going to put together a first-class organization, and that 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 began, starts, and ends with the the, the floor, the team that's on the floor. Um, so um, we're we're very happy with the players that we brought in. Um, I've had a chance to you know to talk to them, and and they're real excited about being here in New Orleans, and and to a man. Uh, each one of them can't wait to get started, and each one of them can't wait to get involved in the community, and that's that's real big for us. So when we bought the team, we talked a lot about this a year ago. We talked about having a new practice facility, talking about rebranding the team, talking about um, improvements in the arena, talked about you know putting the absolute best team that we could on the court. Um, we made a lot of promises to the fans, and, and we feel that we're, we're coming you know, making do on those promises and we're doing uh, what, what we can so we can have a championship team here. We have a lot of work left to do. Um, everyone knows we have a long ways to go. Uh, by no means are we ready to take a rest here. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're, we're excited about this first year um, and I think the fans are really going to be excited with both the product that you see on the court and also what you're seeing off the court as well. Dennis Losh is our guest. Dennis, let's turn our attention to football. <clears throat> this is my first <clears throat> daily New Orleans Saints training camp experience. It floors me every day when I walk onto the practice field to see the fans. Actually, it floors me when I pull into the parking lot and see the fans that have been lined up to come see these free and open to the public practices. And for, from what I'm learning is that for most of these folks, this is a yearly tradition for them. Can you, can you kind of share the impact that their presence during training camp has on the franchise and the team itself? Sure. I, you know, I, like you, I'm amazed at um, you know the fans that, that travel both from you know from their homes locally, uh, line up early in the morning and, and come to see our practices. But I'm also always amazed at folks that literally come from across the country that see our open practices. It's not uncommon. In fact, I would tell you it is very common uh, that I'm stopped by fans out in the crowd and say, you know, I just came from California. I just came from. Uh, Alaska, I've just come from New York, I've come from Florida, come from all over the region to come and see our, our, our team. And, uh, you know, we, we don't take that lightly. We're very proud of our fans who are coming out to see our games. It's, you know, practices, it certainly is an opportunity for fans to get up and close, close with, our, um, with our team. Um, and it's, it's really neat for a football fan uh, to come out there and see how practice works. Um, the, uh, the, the other thing I think that's real important is that, uh, you know, after every practice, not, not even that they have to be asked, but uh, they, all players come out and sign autographs and really shake hands and, and, and touch fans, and, and that's important. We have an unbelievably good group of uh, players on our roster, and, and they want to touch and they want to interact with the fans, and uh, it's a great way to do it.
games will be here before you know it. Anything new for Saints fans this year, whether it be a part of their game day experience or or the overall Saints New Orleans NFL experience heading into this new season? Yeah, first of all, let me, let me say it's a great topic because uh, as all of our Saints season ticket holders know, we, we – uh, just sent out a couple weeks ago um, some surveys and uh, we're going to follow that up with another request uh, on the surveys but we have gotten some really great feedback from our fans we we talked a lot about uh, game day entertainment we talked a lot about in the surveys talked a lot about pre-game post-game what fans would like to see um, and they've had some great input um, um, so there are going to be some changes I think uh, the fans are going to like um, from the entire game day experience from from uh, pregame uh, entertainment, uh, how many commercials fans see in the game, or how few commercials uh, fans see, more interactive um, commercials if, and during the game, a lot more focus on entertainment uh, this year than you've seen in the past. Uh, so you're going to see a, a lot of neat things that we're doing, and most of those things are being done because of the, the fan input that we got. That is Lost our guest on the Black and Blue Report. We'll have more with the president right after this. Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. Bud Light Music First. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Let's continue our visit with Dennis Lasher here on the Black and Blue Report. Um, I know he's probably going to be somewhat... Uh, mad at me here for bringing this up, but I can't help but point out that Dennis was uh, named number five on the list of the top 25 most influential sports figures in New Orleans, as done by the Times Picayune annually, and that came out back in early July. Feel free to choke me off here, Dennis, but I'm curious as to what your reaction is when, when a list like that comes out, and and I guess when you are as influential as you are in the market, especially from the sports standpoint. Is there something about that, that that inspires you or causes you to 
to reach a little further in, in your day-to-day -day life? Well, you know, good question. I, I would say that uh, although I'm number five, there's no question about who number one is, and that's <laughs> well, Mr. Benson. Yes. And uh, he's number one by a far, far margin. I, I can promise you the rest of us, two through the rest of the polo, are way far back. So uh, he, uh, no question about it, he's, he's number one. Hey, you know, this number five ranking is, you don't even think about these types of things. Um, unfortunately, we lost a very prominent member of our community uh, this week in Lindy Boggs, and I, I thought, uh, I read somewhere where she had a, uh, a quote that I thought was uh, so appropriate to so many people, and what I try to talk about here, my job, and that, and that is, you, I think it was actually her grandmother that, that told her that uh, um, you can accomplish anything if you give someone else the credit, and, uh, and, and I really think, you know, that's the way I feel about everything. I think I think number five is really more a reflection of an unbelievable team we have, both in our organizations here, great group of people from the very bottom of the organization all the way up to the top. Um, it's just a big group of people all pointing in the same direction, trying to do the right things, trying to do the things that our community can be proud of. So again, I think it's more a reflection of our organizations than anything else. I think it's a reflection of the, our, the folks that we work with, our, our sponsors, and then some other folks on, on the list, uh, folks in the sports community at the Superdome and, uh, and other um, entities, the LSCD, um, and, um, and the work that they do, the work that SMG, I'm sorry, that uh, Jay Cicero does with the Sports Foundation. Believe me, we, we couldn't be as successful as we are uh, if it wasn't for a lot of hard work by all those people on the list. And an important thing, I, I forget who mentioned this, but I saw this the other day or a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, if, if you just stand there and take a look at, we are roughly the 51st largest market in the country, but we support and support well two uh, professional sports teams, uh, major league sports teams. We support uh, very well uh, LSU and college athletics in Baton Rouge and Tulane here locally. We support a BCS championship game, which is the Sugar Bowl, and, and I'm sure I'm leaving a lot of other things out, but we are constantly supporting the absolute biggest events that happen in sports, obviously the Super Bowl, the biggest events, NBA All-Star Game, biggest events that happen in all professional sports and collegiate sports come through our city, and we really do play well above our heads, and uh, we'll continue to do that. And again, whether or not um, you're fifth or 25th or if you're a fan or whoever it is, it's, it's everyone's efforts uh, that we need to keep on pushing in the right direction to, to maintain our, our role as a sports leader in our community. Well said. Um, I know that you're really busy and slammed with the start of football season right now and all that, but it seems that every year in July, particularly early July, is the time to just almost breathe for a second now with two teams under one roof. It's Dennis, it's been just a little over a year now that Mr. Benson has owned both the Saints and the Pelicans. Have you had any time to sit back and say, wow, uh, something about the first year that stuck with you or that, that you learned about this whole process? That's a very good question. I, I, think, I think the number one thing, or certainly the top of the list of, of what I've seen since we bought this team is, is really the fan avidity um, and fan involvement at the basketball level. There were so many difficult years with the basketball team over the last decade or so, uh, just from whether or not there was uncertainty on who was going to own the team. If we didn't hit a, a threshold, was the team going to move? And, uh, you know, once once that stability is, is back and, and once that stability is there for our fans to see, it's been amazing to see 
um, the fans get involved. The fans want to participate. The fans want to buy tickets. The fans want to buy our merchandise. The fans express um, um, embracing rather uh, the organization. It, it's just it's just been great. And I, I can tell you the, the so many times folks say it must be difficult running both organizations. I, I can tell you the the beauty of doing that the that is that I can take absolutely the best things that the Saints were doing and the best things that the uh, the Pelicans are doing and just use those best practices practices to make the two best organizations in their respective leagues. And I can tell you to a man on the street who's a fan, we are absolutely doing that. And I think that puts us well ahead of the curve of other teams in, in, in uh, the NFL and in the NBA. So, again, we're going to keep on, you know, working hard, you know, and, uh, and and using these best practices, trying to be on the cutting edge, and delivering good products to our fans. That's a lot. There's no doubt about that. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow, too, over at the Pelicans facility. I hope that you enjoy that event and enjoy the start of the football season, too, Dennis. Yeah, thank you very much for the time. I think it's going to be a fun, fun day tomorrow, and I look forward to the fans' reaction. And I'd love to see everyone come out to uh, one of these practices. I know it's hot. So uh, let me say this. If you're going to come out to practice, make sure you drink a lot of water before you come and you stay well hydrated because these uh, temperatures are nothing to mess around with. But uh, come out, enjoy yourself, and I look forward to seeing everyone out here at 5800 Airline. Outstanding. Dennis Lawsher, our guest here on the Black and Blue Report. We'll continue right after these messages. A message from Mr. Monopoly. Hello again. Since teeming with the Louisiana Lottery to give away part of my vast fortune for the Monopoly scratch-off game, I've been tickled pink that the winner bell has been ringing so frequently. There's a winner right now! Oh my, another winner! <laughs> Jimmy, perhaps it would be wise to check the winner bell once more, just to be sure. You could win up to $100,000. Play the Monopoly scratch-off game for real money. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission. This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Canes is fan's best friend. Fresh, never frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Canes crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Canes, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region, including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Our next guest here on the Black and Blue Report is a longtime NFL executive with a lot of skins on the wall, several teams, most notably the Indianapolis Colts. But when Bill Polian talks, football people listen. I had the privilege of catching up with Bill Polian as he was at Saints camp earlier this week and wanted to share that 
chat with you here on the Black and Blue Report. You're here today in a in a satellite radio capacity, Bill, and I know that you got to spend a lot of time on the practice field today. I know that you have a strong relationship with Mickey Loomis. I'm curious as to what you saw today out there. Well, I saw a team that was um, up-tempo, hardworking, a lot of good hitting, which is uh, you know really necessary at this time of year. Um, they I bore up well in, in, in the heat, which speaks well to the off-season conditioning program. Um, but the, the, the bottom line here is that for the last uh, great run of success that this team has had, Sean Payton has been its driving force. He's the heart of this operation. It's a great organization throughout, but Sean is the pulse, and, and he's back. And he's back in great shape. He's re-energized. He's had a, a year to study things and, and come up with new stuff. But more importantly, the leader, the guy that everybody's relied upon is back. And it's as though a pall has been lifted from mm -hmm. the franchise. When you, can, you know, it, it's always an axiom in the National Football League. When you're in the building, you have no idea how people view it from the outside. I'm an outsider now, and I come in here, and, and everybody has a spring in their step and a smile on their face because things, while not back to normal, because as Mickey said, there hasn't been an off a normal off-season here for about four years, they're back to the way they were. If you have all those intangibles back in Sean Payton and, and are now a new defensive coordinator here, I know it's the third one in three years, but Rob Ryan's influence now, and you match that up with the personalities that were already on this campus, can you project in any way what the Saints might be like with some of these factors now, in some cases, refolded back in? Well, I think, um, first and foremost, this is a team that you saw over the last half of the season when things stabilized a little bit. Um, that can score points in huge bunches. So that's going to give uh, Coach Ryan and the defense some breathing room. Uh, they're not going to have to hold people to 17 points right from day one. And anytime you install a new defense, there's a breaking period. And I've always said six weeks is about what it takes to get everything functioning get everybody on the same page, get all, you know, the, the, the right bolts and nuts tightened so that you're in a position where you can play uh, to your maximum. And so the offense is going to give the defense the luxury to be less than perfect at the outset. And that's a good thing. And then I think it will only get better as time goes by. And as Sean said, I mean, we asked him point blank, why did you make the change? He said, and, and both he and Mickey said, they thought that the personnel was better suited to a 3-4 than it was to the 4-3. I agree with that. And I think with the exception of some adjustments that are going to have to be made by the inside linebackers in terms of technique, this, this should be relatively seamless. Bill Polian, of course, brought Peyton Manning to Indianapolis. So the Saints have Drew Brees here. That's one style of quarterback in the NFL. The Saints will see the other style now currently in the league quite a few times on their schedule when you talk about Robert Griffin III or Russell Wilson and a few others. I'm curious from your standpoint, is there a place for both styles of quarterback in this league? And is, is one trending more up or down than the other? Well, I asked uh, both Sean and Drew that question. Uh, and, and I phrased it in such a way that I, I talked about stature. You know, the, the prototype is Peyton Manning, six feet five, 235 pounds. Um, and, but that prototype is now changing. And as more and more colleges go to the spread offense and play with shorter quarterbacks, um, that may well be the new normal. Now, one thing I'll tell you, 
There is only one Drew Brees. God only made one of them. Uh, and, and, and stature has nothing to do with it. It has to do with heart and courage and mind and, and incredible uh, passing skill and leadership ability. Um, so those intangibles are really what set great players apart. It's not the package they come in, it's what's inside the package. And Drew is the, the epitome of that, as was Peyton, as is Peyton. So um, I think the intangibles are always going to be the difference at quarterback, but I see the game adapting to the smaller quarterback, shorter quarterback. And you probably were the forerunner of it because you got the Great Wall of China up there with those first those front three and you know just push everybody by to the outside and hold that pocket and let Drew do his magic. Um, why can't you do that with Russell Wilson? RG3 is a whole different kettle of fish altogether uh, and he has to make the adjustment to keeping himself healthy but I'm sure Mike Shanahan recognizes that. That kind of quarterback epitomized, I guess, by Johnny Manziel, but many others, uh, is what we're seeing at the college level now. Bill Parcells has always said, we're a captive of what they send us, and, and that's what they're sending us. So I think that smart people like Sean Payton have adapted to what he had in, in, in Drew. Uh, don't forget, uh, I guess, what is it, 10 years, 12 years for Drew now? When he was coming out, many people said he's too short, can't play. <laughs> he, he's done pretty well. And we'll, we'll next see him in Canton when he takes his uniform off. So um, it, it's really more what's inside the package than the package itself. And I think that coaches adapt over time. Great stuff, Bill. Sure glad you stopped by today. My pleasure. Thank you. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants. And a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans mobile alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today.
Well, we will wrap up today's black and blue record, uh, report rather, from the uh, Saints practice field where day six has uh, come to a close, at least the on-field portion. And John DeShazer back with us here on the program. And J.D., uh, Coach Payton put his guys out there, I guess what you call half pads, shoulder pads and helmets, but shorts otherwise. And with some cloud cover, I'm sure the players were happy about that. Well, uh, pretty good work. Not Obviously not as physical as the last couple of days unless you count on the rookie safety, Kenny Vaccaro, who uh, doesn't know when to turn it off and doesn't know how to turn it off, and that's usually a good thing. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it was a fairly light practice. Did a lot of special teams work today, and uh, we saw some pretty good work from the offense and defense. Seneca Wallace set out today, a bit of a groin injury, and they're still waiting to see the extent of that. That meant some extra reps, it looks like, for Ryan Griffin, whom Coach Payton said had perhaps his best day yet as a Saint. Well, you like to see the local kid doing well. I went to Tulane University, obviously, and, and was a pretty good player there. And certainly, I'm sure he got a great recommendation from the Tulane coach, Coach Curtis Johnson, who was the secondary coach here. I mean, excuse me, wide receivers coach here under Coach Payton. So, you know, he looks to be picking up the system. They ran this system at Tulane, according to Coach Johnson. So hopefully Ryan can acclimate to it pretty quickly. Couple of housekeeping notes. Tomorrow morning's practice, that'll be day seven of Saints training camp, is closed to the public. Coach Payton is taking his team into the indoor facility for the AM work. And then we did also find out late yesterday that the uh, Saints black and gold scrimmage on Saturday will go off at 8.50 a.m. outside and open to the public. Gates open at 8. And I know not only fans, but players too will be looking for that first, I guess, uh, signpost of training camp when they can scrimmage on Saturday. Well, this is real game simulation. These guys are looking to, to get some contact in, to, to hit. They always say in football, you know, you can't get in football shape unless you're hitting, unless you actually play in football. So these guys have been a little bit chippy lately, and you like to see them get out here and, and, and kind of unleash on one another. Not get anybody hurt, but at least get some of that pent-up aggression out. All right, so that's us uh, just touching on some things from practice uh, this morning on Airline Drive. Don't forget, later on today at NewOrleansSaints.com, we'll have the complete New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. We'll hope that you'll check us out online for that full report later on today. Well, that'll do it for this today's show on the uh, Black and Blue Report. Of course, thanks to John DeShazer, producer Dan, and the whole crew, and, of course, Dennis Lawsham and Bill Polian, our guests on the show today. So until tomorrow, 1 o'clock Central Time, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.